0: to episode 11 of the two on three podcast where two of your friends take on three topics in 30 minutes my name's ty and i'll be your point guard while we run the three topic weave available for you to harass me about this tortured metaphor on twitter at seatjk and with me is my man posting up on the block chris where can we feed you the rock chris
1: at cd Villasenor on the tweet machine all right well thanks for sticking
0: with me through that uh we allocate (laughs) 10 minutes per topic and wrap up with a little freestyle at the end of the show interact with us on twitter at two on three pod or email the show at two on three pod at gmail.com
1: did we get any mail this week
0: uh still a record-setting seventh week with no mail (laughs) let's keep the streak alive
1: a new league record that's right people people don't use the email anymore it's just too much trouble
0: what if we had a Slack channel? you think people would get on that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I th- Maybe.
0: All right, so this week uh, we're going to be armchair anthropologists as we cover expectations for athlete conduct in the heat of competition, uh, letting the free market correct people's abhorrent public behavior, social difficulties with the aging process, and we were originally scheduled to wrap this week up with the comedy Oscars, but instead we're going to talk about Star Wars, so that'll be cool. Because no one gives
1: a crap about the Oscars. I certainly don't. Good God. I don't know. I used to love it, too. I mean, I used to be all about it. Yeah, I used to like a lot of things when there was 10 channels. (laughs) Something happened to that show, man. I don't know. Whatever. I'm moving on. I'm past it. So, we
0: were going to start this week's show with a look, I guess, back now at the Winter Olympics um, and... And I don't know how to say her name, honestly. I'm going to screw it up.
1: Mirai Nagasu.
0: All right. Thank you very much for bailing me out on that. I'm here. I'm here to help. Um, she gave a, an interview after she had a disappointing performance in the Free Skate where she talked about um, the fact that she said, like, even though I got zero points for my triple axel, like, in my mind, I made it. I did the attempt. She talked about... Uh, she saved the team um, with some other people, even though that her score didn't really have like a, a, a direct impact on the overall team's uh, finish. And then said something about uh, she smiled and that's very rare for her and that she thought of it as her audition for Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> and then she closed by saying she wants to be a star. It's kind of an unseemly thing, I think, in at least the way uh, American people tend to react to sports. The American public tends to react to sports with when people are sort of naked with their ambition to be famous rather than sporting
1: in the age of, in the age of Cardassians. Do really, do we really, is this really a sin now to be like, to come out and say, I want to be famous
0: only in sports where people, for some reason, still feel a sense of uh,
1: fake decorum that must people, exist. People are clinging to some weird thing about sports. You're right. It's, it's the nobility of amateurism <laughs> or something. <laughs> it's a, I mean, we're going to go into this at some point about, being an amateur athlete in America doesn't exist. I mean, you're there, you're there to make some money for yourself because, especially with a figure skater, who's got one shot at this or two shots at this at the most. Right. And uh, and and a little more a little more about uh, Murai Nagasu. So she hits the triple Axel during the team competition and can't land it the rest of the way out. I think she's probably better piling. I think the, I think <laughs> I think hitting it coming out of the gate pretty much screwed her for the entire Olympics. I think she hit that thing and she's like I'm here, I've done it and she like all her competitive tension went out cuz she was a disaster the rest of the way out. So that 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 being that trying to get famous off that it just seems like it's not possible. Can you can you put up a big horrible not since William Hung <laughs> has anybody like, put up a terrible performance and got famous for it. There's no way she's getting famous for this, right?
0: I don't know, unless you count all that Logan Paul bullshit.
1: No. Like, I, I definitely
0: just... didn't know who that was before he did all that horrible stuff.
1: Sure. But do but you think this, this young lady is going to be able to parlay this into any sort of real fame? I mean, what figure skaters are famous anymore? Right. Well, I mean, unless there's a sex tape coming soon, I, I don't think I don't think Goss is making it. You know, making it much past Dancing with the Stars. Even if she won it, can you name me like three people who've won Dancing with the stars thats that no. isn't that aren't a lachey? <laughs> Jerry Rice. I don't think he won, did he? No, I don't know.
0: <laughs> Hard to say. He might have. Well, the thing is, though, there are some large group, some large contingent out there knows every single person that's ever won dancing. For sure.
1: And uh, my guess is those people also know all the people who were the bachelor. But, you know, but I'm thinking of her. She's trying to get famous. She's not great at her sport. And yet here she is feeling like, you know what? I could get famous still. And that's a modern thing. Before you had to be good at stuff. Before yeah. they would let you be famous. No notoriety is enough now. Yeah, but what's she gonna do? I I'm looking if I'm if I'm trying to peel the onion on this and say, if I was her best friend and said, you know what, here's your big chance to get famous, what would I have her do?
0: Well, I, I mean, she's mean, to probably gonna any... go on Dancing with the
1: Stars. <laughs> <Like> I said <laughs> that is a springboard to nowhere for her. Yeah. Anyway, and plus ice skaters who win Dancing with the Stars because I think there was this one girl. I forget. It, she was like a gold medalist ice dancer. And then she goes on Dancing with the Stars and wins Dancing with the Stars. I said, you're a dancer. Right. You're it's, already a dancer. Right. You can't it's just you're a professional. You're just you, on a dancing show. Right. You can't be a figure skater, go on Dancing with the Stars and win because you're already a dancer. It's like dancing with the dancers. This is you should be on a different show. You should be on a show There's I know there's a show out there because I my the people in this house, watch it where real professional dancers compete against each other. That's where you should go. And then you just get blown out of the water by those people. But to beat up on some real housewife (laughs) when you've been training to dance since you were three years old seems ridiculous to me.
0: It is. She apologized for giving this terrible interview. She said she was (laughs) referring to a, a technique suggested by her sports psychologist that, uh, she should focus on something else besides trying to repeat her first free skate performance. Mm-hmm. Um, the thought of which apparently had been hanging around her neck, which obviously lends some credence to your theory that she shouldn't
1: uh, have hit it in the first skate because it screwed her up. Right. Right. Because like you said, her competitive tension completely went out of her body. And I think that that's hard for people who build up to this one performance. You can do other kinds of sports where, where you just, you know, you it doesn't ride the whole thing doesn't ride on one shot like skiers and bobsledders. You get one go at this essentially, and right. if you blow it, you got nothing. If you're a, you know, if you're in a team sport, I mean, baseball is like best of seven. <laughs> the World Series it's like best of seven, right? Right. You know, basketball is like best of seven. You could totally blow it for one game and still not have a problem.
0: Yeah, I I don't care at all about ice skating, but I I respect it because it looks impossible to me. Oh, like everything about that looks impossible. Oh, yeah. No question about it. There's something about, though, this Winter Olympics, too. Like you're talking about early on that the stuffiness of it and this idea, you know, that people have to be a certain way. And that carries over to uh, a sport that you and I both enjoy golf, where we saw Justin Thomas take home another trophy this weekend. And, you know. First of all, throw a fan out on his way in the last round.
1: Which, by the way, is such a weak sauce move. It is. It Ugh, is ridiculous.
0: I try to remember that you know Justin Thomas is you know five eight and like one hundred and fifty pounds, and so yeah. him getting the lord over some guys probably like he gives him a little rush. <laughs> and, he also and... uh, when he won, right, he he pumped himself up like he's like come on, and then the the mics obviously caught caught him yelling fuck yeah, um, which. Was hilarious at the time uh, I tweeted a series of t- tweets about it out And uh, I noticed that It it basically completely shut Jim Nance down And then they replayed it like three times And I'm wondering like I want to know who got yelled at by Jim Nance For Wait, having oh,
1: the F know, word on TV Three times You know Jim Nance threw a hissy But he should have you know, what, what are the people in the truck doing To, to replay the F bomb Again and again well, it's funny
0: too cuz the PGA Tour Twitter account um, tweeted out the moment and it, it was oddly cut short right
1: before he <laughs> Really <laughs> yeah. weird. You know they have a thing called mute that they can, you can do to a you can do to a film to to a video you know you could just take the sound out.
0: But so that's another that's like my question I guess is is that inappropriate? I mean obviously it's un, it's unfortunate that it got caught on a television mic and he needs to know that he's on television in that moment.
1: Um, but do we you know, you're the it, last person on the golf course, <laughs> you're putting to win the tournament. Right. I would on, say the same thing. You're on TV. No, like back it down, a, back it <laughs> down
0: a touch. You but know? you had, I mean, you just had to go to a playoff and play your, you know, your balls off the last like six holes to get there and you're all pumped up. And I don't know. I, I feel like maybe we were expecting too much from these people to be like coherent and thoughtful <laughs> In the moment of either uh, glory or failure.
1: Well, you have that. You have that. You have that. The the, the infamous Richard Sherman. After the. I have yeah. You know, I have no problem yeah. with that either. Right, but he never cusses a single time. He <laughs> finds sure a way. Like he did. He finds a way to not f bomb or make any curse words, and it, apparently, apparently he was harassing poor Aaron Andrews, but, but Justin Thomas can get some dude thrown out and then F bomb on TV. And people are like, Oh, it's fine. Whatever.
0: Quick question for you. As we close up this topic, (laughs) does the guy get thrown out? If he sticks to purely quoting happy Gilmore, like if he's doing the exact same heckling, but it's what if he said you
1: jackass though? No, I (laughs) wouldn't leave. I wouldn't leave. I'd be like, I am not leaving this. Justin Thomas is not throwing me out of this sporting event for for heckling him. No. Encouraging his ball to get in the sand trap. Right. I want him out of here. <laughs> get in the sand trap. I want you thrown out. I'd be like, screw you. Yeah. Justin Thomas. I can say I didn't curse at you. Yeah. I didn't, you know, I could yell lip out every time you putt and you cannot throw me out of this golf tournament. I'm sorry. That's just how sports works.
0: I did almost get thrown out of a baseball game one time for telling Jeff Francoeur that he couldn't hit, and that's why his wife left him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: See, that's a good heckle.
0: I I don't know. I think in retrospect, I feel pretty
1: bad about it. (laughs) Well, whatever. I mean, (laughs) listen, if you end up playing sports in a stadium full of people, if you are lucky enough in your life to play sports for lots of money in front of people... You're gonna hear some stuff. You might as well just get over it.
0: Well, there was a lot of rum involved when, when I was doing that. So. Right, exactly. It's well, fine. so speaking of bad behavior, um, we talked uh, last week about the the airplane farter, <laughs> it and it was
1: really just you. Let's, let's <laughs> be, let's be clear. It was not me. Let's be clear. Ty was telling a story about himself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Is I wrote it was a that, proxy. I wrote that <laughs> alliterative
1: poem about the
0: farting fisticuffs air flight. <laughs> uh, so anyway, we talked, though, about like that the airline should step in and sort of govern people's crappy behavior when they're like sick um, or when they're farting. Perhaps <laughs> it provides some sort of a, a filter or a uh, I don't know, a, 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 some sort of assistance when you're struggling on an aircraft. And I thought we could talk a little bit more about, like, whether or not that's a, a viable, considering, you well know, that there's no chance the government is going to, you know, govern at any point here in the near future. Sure. If we could go full libertarian and let the free market correct behavior.
1: <laughs> I, and I'm in thinking about correcting people's behavior, I think correcting is the hard thing to do. I think that you get into certain situations where it's – if we go back to the air sickness bag, pe- they know back in the day when people fly, some people feel ill. So I'm sure a bunch of people puked all over the place before someone said, hey, why don't we just give some people some bags so they could puke in the bag instead of puking on the floor? Because puking on the floor sucks, right? Sure. So now so now let's get into another situation. Let's say you have a business where, let's say, like a restaurant.
0: Right. Well, well, hold on. Let me let, let's come back to that in just a second. Okay. Let me let me. T- we already have a real world example of this in, in many cases, where bars and nightclubs where alcohol is being served have security, and you are disincentivized from acting a fool at the bar because you're <laughs> going to get thrown out on the street or maybe punched in the face. Right. Probably not punched because the bouncer's are pretty good about that, but definitely in an arm bar, maybe in a headlock. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're disincentivized from acting a fool at the bar. Now that's kind of the more extreme case where you're either you know, out of control or or causing trouble. But I'm thinking more in terms of, you know, people in a public place talking on their phone on speaker or listening or watching a video with no headphones on. Right. Like, I need some, some, so go back to your restaurant. Where were you going with the restaurant example?
1: Well, I mean, when you're in a restaurant and you have someone with poor table manners, what might the restaurant do? Slob surcharge right there on the check. (laughs) Sir, you've been chewing with your mouth open way too much. We'd like to put this hood on you. <laughs> we'd, like, <laughs> we'd like to, or we'd like to, we'd like to offer you the table in the back, in the locked room with but, the other... So you're proving my point because this would
0: work. You'd get offended and you'd never go back to this restaurant. So you <laughs> just sloppy eating. So like if you're one of these people, not, not that you shouldn't be, but if you bring your kids to restaurants, they usually make a mess all over the floor. So we take our kids to the Red Robin. It's a disaster, especially if they're young.
1: And that, yes, that's why we go to the Red Robin.
0: <laughs> right. And so that's sort of part of the contract. But they could stop that behavior by charging you for a cleanup fee. If you brought kids in there and it was on your check, you'd stop going. So if they decided they wanted to, it was in their best interest to mm-hmm. cease having to clean up all your bullshit,
1: yeah. they could basically price you out. Sure. But then they'd have to, but then they would have, they'd be responsible for everybody's stupid kids.
0: Well, my point is just that public shame no longer seems to work in society. So we need to now rely on corporations. But these people uh,
1: will try, but you're also trying to run a business. This is the, and this is the hard part Now we've get into this, this week, we've gotten a lot of this whole NRA business where, where, where (laughs) businesses are distancing themselves from the NRA. Right. They're saying we're no longer discounts, right? It becomes this whole,
0: your behavior is no longer acceptable in society is what that message is.
1: Right. And they're yeah. sending a message they're yeah. but is it their business to send this message like are we I mean, no, they wouldn't do it if they
0: didn't think they were there were legitimately people who were going to stop servicing or not servicing patronizing their business right because right. they
1: were so deeply offended by their partnership with the n r a right so now we get now we now if we shrink that down to something that's slightly more local where is where Let's say you went to a. Let's say you were coming from the Democratic rally or the Republican rally, and you go to a, a store, and they see that you're wearing the opposite of. <laughs> you're a Republican going to the Democrat coffee stand, or you're the, you know, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. At what point do they get to say, "Oh no, don't you come here with that"? <laughs> Well, How I mean, we, isn't that the sign? We, I
0: refuse. I refuse the right
1: to are, or reserve we, the right to refuse but, service to anyone. Yeah, like making gay people wedding cakes. I mean, this is. I mean, it becomes this snowball. We see it all the time. It's one of those things where, where at some point, somebody says, "I'm trying to correct. I'm trying to correct your social behavior by using my business," and we're not having it. Like for the most part, we're not having this as a society. So it's a funny line to say. You know, I mean, we're making a joke about it, but in the larger, the whole refuse the right to refuse service based on just being goony. <laughs> it's a hard thing. It's a hard line to draw. Well, then now, I guess let's let's step
0: back rather than because I I think we're going at it the wrong way. We we're talking about disincentivizing the behavior, but you know the, the original premise of the conversation was more that the business would step in to make sure other passengers were comfortable despite your shitty behavior. Right. So like you know maybe in a in a in the public place headphone situation a business could be handing out cheap earbuds and requiring the use in the in, in, in an area
1: <laughs> yeah cuz they make those dollar earbuds if you really wanted to if you had a if i had a coffee shop or something yeah i might i might stock those and say uh, excuse me yeah. but i don't know why you're having your skype meeting in my <laughs> my coffee shop right now but let's not let's 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 don't do this
0: also a quick side note and if you're ever on, on a multi-person video conference of any kind and you're not using a headset i hate you
1: <laughs> it makes you it makes you a bad person
0: you're really quite inconsiderate and you probably the worst part is you probably have no idea why and i it's just
1: why would people do that though? This is the other. This is the real question: Is if I was at an airport and having a Skype meeting or some sort of Zoom meeting or whatever we're having these days, it's like why wouldn't you have a headset on? This it's. I'm I'm baffled by the decision to, to even do it. Yeah, I'm I'm never trying to have
0: any kind of conversation in public around anyone,
1: <laughs> <laughs> especially um, business conversations, right?
0: Yeah, and I'm projecting out too, like. I'm thinking while I'm talking, if I'm in a public space, like, how would I be, what would I be judging about myself if I was listening (laughs) to this conversation? So I'm definitely uh, aware of my surroundings.
1: Douchebag is basically, I think the word you're looking for.
0: What else can we, what else can we fix with, with commerce?
1: I think that, I think that we could fix, um, I think that, can we fix people who smell bad?
0: Yeah, but it's going to be really aggressive, like spraying going on (laughs) some sort of
1: brown shirt aerosol brigade. Febreze, like the Febreze fan. Like you just like, here, stand in front of this fan, sir, while I spray this Febreze in the fan and it blows on you.
0: Yeah, it's rough when you're nose blind to your your own stuff.
1: Oh, I, you know. There are those days where you know you're smelling bad, even though you don't really know you're smelling. You, you, you can't smell your smell bad, but you know, you know for a <laughs> fact that you are smelling bad and you need to go out anyway. If someone were to hit me with the Febreze fan, I'd be like, I deserve that. Right? <laughs> it's like, I get it. I get it. I'm totally fine with it. I mean, we're not going to fix society we're not going to fix society anyway. It's like a utopia. We're trying to get to this utopian state, but everybody wants to do their own thing anyway. So you know, either but
0: either why do sh- so many
1: people want to do the wrong thing? <laughs> <laughs> because they're doing their own thing, man, you can't tell people what to do in this day and age. You ever try to tell people you, you, back in my day, if you were screwing around as a kid, some other parent would straighten your ass out, and everyone would be fine with it. If you even stare cross-eyed at somebody else's kids in this day and age, you're gonna have to go fight. You're gonna have so you're, to, you're, you're with Chipper Jones, because he said
0: no automatic weapons for people, but they should bring corporal punishment back at school.
1: <laughs> no, but if you're wilding around in the streets and screwing around, and your neighbor yells at you for screwing up his bushes, you should feel ashamed, and you should. And then if he calls your, if your neighbor calls your parents, or calls me and says, hey, your kids are screwing up my bushes, I'd go out and yell at my kids. I'd say, hey, quit screwing up Bob's bushes, you stupid kids. Yeah, and now people would be like, well, you're going to tell my kids what to do? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nowadays people are like, don't you tell my if my kids are screwing up your bushes, you just take it. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, dude. No, see, that's, that's the change. At some point we just decided we just decided other people's opinions just didn't mean jack squat. So this, you know, so from, from the fabric of society perspective, you know, this is, it's all for naught. We're all, we're all, we're all, we're, we're a nation, we're a nation together, not together.
0: Well, I don't know. I've always felt like the concept of freedom um, included, not infringing on others' freedom, and that seems like a pretty straightforward concept. Yeah,
1: but no, but no. Freedom is I do what the hell I want whenever I want, and you have nothing to say about it. That's what freedom is, man. <laughs> it's not.
0: <laughs> not in society.
1: Well, if you want to do that, you can buy your own island. You might, you might, uh, you might look closer at people how they act this day and age.
0: Well, speaking of uh, treating people how you want them to be treated, for our last topic tonight. Uh, I want to build off of our work from home chat from again. I don't know if it was the last week or the week before. Uh, Short term memory, week to week, really solid these days. <laughs> Did we talk <laughs> about this? I don't know. It's on the show notes anymore. Um, so I just find for myself as, and I can't tell if this is a function of aging or you know just not being around people on a frequent enough basis face to face. I do find in you know in professional situations, but in social situations. I'm, I actually kind of think that this is to some extent uh, impacted by the current state of our news and, and the current state of the world. I can no longer have um, sort of meaningless conversation, uh, this podcast aside, obviously.
1: As opposed to this hour-long, hour-long meaningless conversation I have with my friend, Chris, every week. <laughs> well, so I
0: went out on the, this weekend with some people, and some good friends and then some acquaintances, people I don't really hang Do out li- with. Do they
1: listen to this podcast?
0: I don't think so. <laughs> I Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. And no judgment to them. But they were just having conversations about sort of just, well, first of all, it's kind of a loud conversation at the dinner table in a, in a busy restaurant, so I felt sort of conspicuous. Sure. Because it wasn't, it was loud what? enough to be louder than like the tables around us. Was there a lot of hand waving? Not an aggressive amount. <laughs> but there was some. A little bit, gesturing. Yeah. Okay. Some animated talking. All right. And it was like really inane. They were really very, very worked up about some real basic things, and I, I can't tell if I've just, just I can't deal with. I don't know what it is. Like, have you experienced this at all? Where it's just like, man, I don't even. I can't even fake it well enough to like seem like a reasonable person i'm trying to be i'm end up just being quiet people think i have some kind of problem because i just don't want to say anything because i'm just like this is some dumb shit you guys are talking about and i can't
1: take it (laughs) there is a so for me there's this thing about it's not so much about conversation for me in this day and age but being old and crappy i get i get particular about who i drink with well certainly I mean, that's you're gonna take the, the
0: filters off of people, yeah, for sure.
1: No, it's just the, it's just that, you know, in this day and age, when you have to go out to like do things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: don't you, don't you feel like you have to be more invested in the people you're hanging out with? I mean, you're having this conversation right now. It's the same thing. You end up going out with these people, you don't really know them, and they're not particularly interesting. And you're thinking, what, what am I doing here? Is really what you're saying. Like, well I could be do, hanging out with people I like <laughs> well, I don't know. problem with them there's no it's not nothing interesting you don't happening. like them right but wouldn't you rather be hanging out with people would you you basically would rather be hanging out with your friends
0: yeah yeah so or we could just keep it real and have like a more in-depth conversation and
1: here's where I go nerdy science on you there's an excellent book called algorithms for living and if you haven't read algorithms for living you should because it's pretty cool they take Basic computer science type concepts and apply them to your life. And now there's this concept called uh, explore exploit. And the first example they use is let's say you move to a new city. The first, let's say you're living there for a year. In the first half of the year, you're exploring. You're going to eat at every restaurant. Things are going to be interesting. You're going to you're going to try a bunch of stuff and like and you're going to get there. And then toward the end of the year. Like, say, the last month you live in this town, you're not going to explore. You're going to go to all the places you like. Mm-hmm. You're going to only eat the things you like. Mm-hmm. You're only going to do the things you want to do. You're done exploring. Now, apply that to your life. <laughs> At this point, when you're young, you're exploring. Yeah. So now you, you run the clock forward, and now we get to the point where you, as a person are now not exploring so much, but you're exploiting more. So you wanna go, I want if I want a steak, I'm gonna go to my favorite place to get a steak, I'm gonna go there, I'm not gonna look at the menu, and I'm gonna order a steak. Done, right? I'm not gonna go looking for a new steak joint in this day and age. If I want a certain type of food, I'm gonna go to that restaurant I know where it's good, because I'm not gonna spend my, I'm not gonna shoot my bullets off at a place where I'm not sure what I'm gonna get. I'm just mm-hmm. not there anymore. Mm-hmm. I've, I, you know, you've been the, you've been, you've been around, and now you know that. And it's a, sort of the same with people. Like I, I like people, but do <laughs> I want to? <laughs> and if you, and if you come within my social orbit. I'd like to think that you're going to have. A, I'm going to be very welcoming and a very friendly person, and you, I think you're going to enjoy your interaction with me. But I'm not looking for new friends. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not yeah. looking for. I'm not looking for, for people I need to share my emotions with. Yeah,
0: and you know? that's why I wanted to ask you about this. So, first of all, let me say thank you because basically what you've just uh, absolved me of is having terrible social skills. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. And two, I, I wanted to ask you about it because. I I think that you're right when you say that about yourself. That I think that people would uh, people that have only met you a couple of times might think you're charming. That might be a word used to describe you.
1: Maybe I'd, once once you get to know you, be, you, you know, that's just, <laughs> 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 once we scratch the surface. Yeah, yeah. Black tar evil, right? It's terrible, but <laughs> hey, but if you scratch through the black tar evil underneath that, hey, nice guy. <laughs> should, it's, it's just got a good get, heart. It's a good right, heart covered gotta, in coal, right? right covered in covered in a can- facade a, a, in a in a hard candy shell. <laughs> hard candy shell. <laughs> Melt your mouth out of your hand. Right, exactly. But the uh but yeah, so that's that's your brain really brain has the shell on it. Yes. But <laughs> sorry I couldn't let it go. But it's just that whole idea of, you know, what are we doing as is as, as people? Are we are we open to new things or are we just want we just wanna for me it's just like I just want to go out. I don't have you have fewer opportunities to do these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And when you do them, you want to do them with the people you want to do them with. And so when you're in a social situation where you just like, here are some people, they're pretty interesting, but I don't, but we're not, we're not going any further than this. Yeah. And it's
0: tough when you're trapped at a dinner table and people are dominating the conversation with things you don't want to
1: talk about. Right. That's just difficult. Right. Because again, because you know, this is, A real temporary situation What is In Fight Club What is it Single serving friend Yeah 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 When you're into Single serving friend It's like whatever You know I'm not really I'm not I'm not here to Change your mind About something I'm not here to I'm not here to To tell you To add a Layer of depth To your conversation I just don't care Yeah I've taken it to
0: another level, too. As I've gotten older, I find that socially, uh, I basically just make a plan for what I want to do, and then I invite people, and either you come or you don't. Like, my wife will be like, who's coming? I'm like, oh, I don't know. I invited <laughs> these this people, but I don't know who's coming. It doesn't matter. It doesn't so the matter. Pe- I invited the people I like, and so only people I like are going to show up, and that's all. I don't care. Right. It doesn't matter which ones. It
1: doesn't matter which ones. No, that's, it doesn't at all. <laughs> that's exactly that's exactly the point of exploit. It, I have limited. I have limited... I have limited resources in terms of my time, yeah. and events that I want to go to. I mean, yeah, remember when you were young? I mean, Greg Barrett, oh, the comedian. The, yeah, the Greg Barrett thing is it like comes? It always comes back around to me. Mm-hmm. The whole uncool thing, but the the piece about I don't really, I don't wanna, I don't want to suffer through the opening band. <laughs> like I'm not looking for new musical acts. That's funny that you go- say that because what we go- went to was a comedy show,
0: and there was an <laughs> opening band. And they were not good. And I was like, I did not sign up for this. Give me some comedians. And the guy was even sort of glib about it. He's like, well, if you want to hear jokes, we don't got any of those. But we're going to play some more fucking music. And it's
1: like, get off the stage. Boo. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Yeah. And that's, and that's really the point. I don't need. I'm not in it anymore to see you struggle through your career. Right. I want to see the hits. I yeah. want. I want. I don't want. I'm not out going to the bars like hey i heard this band is awesome let's go see them it's like no <laughs> i just don't need it i just don't i you know i don't need it it's that's the that's the thing it's you just get this is the definition of old and crusty right yeah this is when when i look back and you think about all the people who are old and crusty in your life when you were young you're like god dude you should totally go see you know whatever you should, you totally should listen to Bon Jovi, and they be nah. like, "That sucks." <laughs> and then I'm gonna go listen to like the Who, and and it's fine. And you look back at those that that interaction, and you think, "Well, that dude's just old and shitty." <laughs> but really, what he what that person really was was just done finding new stuff because it's just the, there's no payoff anymore. You know, you're not ready to sift through twenty crappy bands to find the one awesome one.
0: Yeah. I, I'm with you on this. I think just way too many people have landed on Costco jeans and classic core sneakers.
1: Dude, norm core is where it's at, dude. <laughs> get my dad shoes. Get my, get my Nike Pegasus on and like roll out with my, with my five, my, with my five twenties, my five twenties on.
0: <laughs> that's one of my favorite jokes to beat into the ground is when somebody releases a new ugly sneaker. Cause I, I follow that kind of thing. And then to make, like, as many, like, jokes about it. Like, oh, that's the air mall walk six. Like, <laughs> just how, how ugly it is.
1: That's my favorite part of what's the, what's the, um, what's the Carell movie where Crazy Stupid Love? Have okay. you ever seen Crazy Stupid Love with Gosling?
0: Okay. It sounds, or, yes, I've seen this yeah, movie. So yeah.
1: There's the, there's the scene where he walks up and, and Gosling's like, what are those on your feet? It's like, oh, these are my New Balance sneakers. <laughs> He's like, really? This is your new LC. He's like, oh, wait. I'm sorry. Are you Steve Jobs? Are you billionaire Steve Jobs, founder of Apple? Because unless you are, you've got no business with New Balance on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> so like the, the Air
0: Nursing School three.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> the air or, or the, or the uh, Steph Curry. Or the, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, the, that's, yeah. that's <laughs> what I think of when I think about the. the <laughs> ugliest ugly shoes I've Pretty ever rough. seen. Pretty rough. Disgusting.
0: So we are going to talk Oscars um, and have our first guest this week, but it didn't pan out. Uh, open invitation, by the way, to our listeners. You want to come on here and, and get some off your chest? You can join the show. Yeah, We're, come it, on. It's an come interactive on. joint. It doesn't have to you, be two on three. It could be three yeah, on three.
1: You let us. You let us know, and and uh, you want You got Yeah, you got some stuff to air out. We're ready to give you a forum. We're ready to give you a platform yeah. to air out whatever crazy shit you need to air out.
0: You better be able to do at least six and a half minutes though, because I don't want to carry your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so the last thing I want to talk about, since we're not talking about Oscars, we're talking about movies anyway, and this was spurred on by the the dumbest thing. So I play this Star Wars mobile video game. It's called Galaxy of Heroes. That's a a shitty game. That's fine. Don't (laughs) worry about it. (laughs) Anyway, they redid the art in the update this week, and it more prominently features Qui-Gon. And I immediately had the thought that, you know, Solo's coming out in a couple of months, and obviously we're going to get a bunch of other standalone movies. And I think you've mentioned this to me before that I feel like there's more to learn there about the Qui-Gon Obi-Wan or maybe just Qui-Gon alone. And that's what I want is that before Liam Neeson's gets too much older, uh, I want a, I want a gritty Star Wars Qui-Gon movie. Basically, I mean, somewhat like the plot of Taken where he has to just go overpower people with his lightsaber. No flipping around like a fool, though. More of the old school lightsaber fight where it's more
1: brutal. I'm a Jedi with a particular set of skills. Exactly that. That's exactly which, what I'm looking which, for. Which make me a nightmare to Sith like you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you could let her go. We could forget all about it.
0: Yeah. I'd like yeah. to learn also that um, I think it'd be cool if Qui-Gon and, and Darth Maul had fought before and we didn't know that and that Qui-Gon had defeated Darth Maul.
1: Listen, I don't. I, every time someone brings up Darth Maul, I just get sad because it's so wasted. But. Right. So let's. So let's, they brought him back in that rebel show. Yeah well I should have watched more of that I never I sort of fell I'll off I'll get to that. it eventually I'll get there I'll be bored one summer and just binge it but so gritty Star Wars yeah. I like the I like the idea of gritty Star Wars but the first thing is we're sort of handcuffed by the style of Star Wars so sure. people have a certain expectation of it now Ro- it's War- pretty gritty yeah but the but the uh but let's see i just before we got on, I, I had you watch Scene Thirty Eight Reimagined. Yes, which is for you people: go out onto YouTube, go look up Star Wars Scene Thirty Eight Reimagined. It's basically somebody took some time and modernized the fight choreography for Obi Wan and Darth Vader on the Death Star. Which it's awesome. It looks great. Mm-hmm, it does. And and I think that and I think that as Star Wars has aged from nineteen seventy seven to now it there we need to we need to jump back in there and and at least in your mind you need to to modernize it a little bit even if they're not going to redo the films themselves which they won't I and mean, they could have because we do have special editions but you have to in your mind modernize a little bit or else you're never going to get you're never going to get anywhere because if you say, "Well, that's how Jedi fight with lightsabers," and you're stuck in 1977, well, that is a shitty lightsaber fight. Let's be clear. That's that, that's it's a terrible thing. We didn't. Yeah, but I don't have, like the
0: the wire fighting style. wasn't fun at all for me. I didn't enjoy it at all. There was no sense of danger in it.
1: But there's something in between. There's, sure. There's there is a there is a there's a happy medium in there somewhere. Sure. We, I sang the praises between. of the,
0: the best part of the Last Jedi was this the lightsaber fight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, we've modern. So you have to modernize it in your mind, so that when we get to gritty Star Wars, you can have something that, you know, Boba Fett as a John Wick movie. Like, how awesome would that be?
0: Right. Well, that's what I want. So I want the Liam Neeson like close quarters fighting where the he can't get the saber on the guys. Like, you know, they're 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 like restricting each other's arms, and then he finally gets it in position. He turns it on. And it shoots up through the
1: dude's face, like sure. right under, under his jaw. That's what I want. That's what you want. Yeah. That's not see, that's not a bad thing. I mean, when we get. I mean, if you think about Logan and how far that came from the first X-Men movie, finally somebody figured out that you could tell a story in that universe that kind of was sh- was gritty.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, Han Solo, the Solo movie, Solo, a Star Wars story, might have been a good opportunity to do that. Obviously, that's not what they're doing. Obviously, they're making American graffiti again. With, I mean, that's really what's happening here. It's a hot rod movie. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's the reboot of, you know. I get this, you know. Okay, so to put my finger on it, it finally just occurs to me, that kid has that same shitty grin that Chris Pine had when he was James Kirk. Yeah, yeah. Reboot. No, it's very similar vibe for sure. And it's pissing me off. Yeah. I, ha- I mean, I just hate it. I hate it. I don't know why I hate it because I don't think maybe in my own mind that it's not as interesting if Han Solo's comes out fully baked. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's just a, it's a, it's a character
0: arc we've seen a million times, right? The other, the other guy that pops into my head when it comes to sci-fi is a uh, Casper Van Dien and a uh, uh, Starship Troopers. The sort yeah. of like super popular, tough, but like outside the lines. And then like, then, you know, gets, gets, Thinks he can have anything he wants. That Gets uh, knocked down a peg and then has to recover and discover his true heart of gold. But that's also, <laughs> I, I don't want to see that in a Han Solo movie because, look man, Han shot first. Han is a murderer because he knew that Greedo was going to take him to Jabba to die.
1: Yeah, he's a scumbag. Yeah. And that's the best part about being a pirate scumbag. But now we have to go back in time and reimagine him as this sort of lovable when basically he basically is this hard scrabble kid from the streets of wherever, you know, who who steals a freighter. <laughs>
0: right. What they should have done and is that, just uh, written the backstory for the Dread Pirate Roberts, and that should have been the Han Solo movie.
1: Right. Yeah. But you know, I don't know. But I think somebody. I don't know. I'd love for somebody to make a gritty Star Wars. I don't think the franchise is ever going to get to the point where it's going to get truly gritty. No, like we're not going to get rated R Star Wars. No, which would which be so would awesome. be which would be so awesome. I want a rated R Qui Gon movie. That's what I want. Yeah, where he yeah. just where he just fucks up a bunch of people. Yeah,
0: and then I mean it just you can make another one with Obi Wan that has a similar tone where they're together.
1: There's a better Obi Wan movie to be made when like living in the desert Obi Wan.
0: Yeah.
1: And and becoming like some sort of scourge of the desert. Like you know, because when he shows up all the all the Tuscan Raiders like bug out. They're like, we do not want a piece of this old dude And there's a reason they don't want a piece of that old dude and I'd love to hear I'd love to have that story told.
0: I agree. Yeah.
1: Anyway. Well, all right, so to just, all you uh, just, Disney producers, get on it. <laughs> yeah, get on it. Look, Logan's the best X Men movie. I mean, I think you can do this. I don't His know, I really like just, the one with the the Sentinels where uh Days goes Back of in Time. Past? Yeah, is they, that Days of Future Past? Yeah. I really like that movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's not a bad one. But it's not Logan. It's not. <laughs> Logan is Logan deserves to be best picture. Yeah. Watch it, it, again. it should have been, it should have been, it should be, it should be up for an Oscar.
0: It's good. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's a lot of moments in it where it's tough to watch. Yeah. That's perfect.
1: Yeah. Patrick Stewart should have definitely gotten the best supporting actor. Nod. He's awesome. In it, is anyway. it Steven?
0: Like when Steven Merchant actually bites it in the movie. Spoilers. Yeah. It's exactly. a surprise. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Anyway. All right, so yeah,
0: really, why don't we just move to Hollywood and get jobs as screenwriters, and we can sell our R-rated Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah, I mean movies, <laughs> movies, yeah, movies Plural. for sure, for sure. And there's a bunch of there's a bunch of young Darth Vader movies that we need to make where he just f's people up left and right.
0: Yeah, yeah. You need to build, rebuild the the terror of yeah. Darth Vader.
1: Well, that's the best part about Rogue One is when Vader shows up at the end and yeah. just. F's up all those rebels like badly. I could do I could do two hours of that. If someone just gave me two hour film where Darth Vader just walks around on a rebel spaceship and kills like five hundred rebels, I would pay I would pay I'd pay twenty bucks to see that for sure. I don't know what that says about you. <laughs> I don't know. It would just be uh, it's, like I said. It's just John Wick. It's basically Darth Vader John Wick movie where. He just kills a million people. I just was watching Chapter 2 the other day, John Wick Chapter 2, yeah. where he kills 120 people in that museum. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. You don't want to, I mean, it's not maybe Schwarzenegger commando levels of like killing people, but it's close. It's got You be know, close. people really loved that
0: done. movie and I got an unpopular opinion. I didn't like it
1: nearly as much as the first one. Not even close. No, the first John Wick movie is better, but two is pretty entertaining. All right. I don't know what's going to happen with three. It, I, it should get an Oscar is what it should get.
0: <laughs> well, we'll have to talk about expanded Oscar categories coming up in the future. All right. But in the meantime, thanks for listening to the two on three podcast. This is it for me, Ty, and sign off for us, Chris. Peace.